When passion, perseverance, and performance join forces, success is born. When your lifestyle is cultivated around physical and mental well-being, winning is inevitable. If you're somebody who likes to set goals and crush them too, you've come to the right place. This is putting yourself first. This is motivation. This is the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. This is Julie, your host, here to bring you weekly wellness tips to help you live happier, healthier, and make real progress towards your goals. Before we get into the episode, I would love to ask if you are enjoying the podcast, if you would take a second and hop on over to the main page on your favorite platform, whether that be Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and left a quick rating for the show so that I can help reach more people and hear what you think. I really, really appreciate the support. On today's episode, we are diving into something that's been on my mind lately, especially in the last few weeks of life as we enter 2023, as we wrap up January and continue forward, and as I continue to reflect on where I've come from, where I'm going, and really focus on living in the present moment. This conversation is some real talk, talking about evaluating your ecosystem. I love personal development and personal growth, as many of you know, and one of the key things that has come up time and time again amongst different books that I read, different podcasts that I listen to, and content that I consume is the importance of prioritizing your environment and your ecosystem. I love this word ecosystem because it's something that we can all picture, where we learn about in school, the ecosystem of the world how all of the living beings on our planet, including plants and animals and humans, all connect and work with each other to keep this planet functioning. Even the Google definition of the word ecosystem really lines up with our own life. It's defined in two ways. Number one, a biological community of interacting organisms and their physical environment. Number two, a complex network of interconnected systems. Both of those things like totally describe human beings, right? We are very complex systems full of different connections. We all exist within communities that have multiple moving parts, multiple people, multiple avenues that can then impact our life. So when we think of our life as an ecosystem, it's it's an exciting way to frame it because there's so many different ways that we can influence it. And additionally, I love this idea of an ecosystem because it makes us become accountable about what it is that is in our life, what we are surrounded by, and ultimately puts the responsibility in our hands. So many times when we struggle to live out our values and be the person that we want to be and look ourselves in the eye and be truly proud of who we are and living out our authentic selves. When we're struggling on a path towards success, we blame other people. We blame circumstances. We never want to give ourselves the accountability because it's hard. It's hard to hold ourselves accountable. But we are so much more in control of our ecosystem than we realize. 
So I want you to ask yourself if you are currently in a situation that you don't want to stay in, you may not be really struggling or depressed, but you may not be thriving either. If you're kind of in that middle ground of life and you want better for yourself, instead of being a victim to your circumstances, ask yourself, how can I take accountability of this and change what's going on around me in these five different categories that I'm going to review in order to progress the way that you want to progress? And the other point I'll make about the ecosystem is changing your ecosystem can be very difficult. Oftentimes, our ecosystem, our environment is comprised of habits and relationships and actions and routines that have been in our life for a really long time, which can make it really hard to change or replace or come to terms with the fact that it's just not serving us anymore. As we grow and change, our values grow and change. And if you are looking to become better, you likely have to change some things about the way that you are living, the place that you are living in, the people that you are connecting with. So I'm going to break down this ecosystem into five main categories, five main parts of your ecosystem that I want you to really dig deep and think about. Really ask yourself, when you think about these five categories, do they align with your values, with the person that you want to become, with the person that you want to be six months from now when you kind of envision that version of yourself? Ask yourself these questions. The first part of the ecosystem that I analyze is my home environment. We spend a lot of time at home. So having our home set up in a way that is going to support you and your goals and your new habits that you're trying to build is so important. There are so many different aspects of the home environment that we can speak about, but most specifically for me, I am really big on having a home environment that supports good sleep. So there are all kinds of tips out there for good sleep, but things like having the bedroom cold at night, having blackout curtains, maybe wearing a sleep mask, no electronics in the bedroom. In my bed, in my bedroom personally, I don't have a TV. I don't sleep with my cell phone in my bedroom. Little changes like that that I've made in order to make my ecosystem consistent with wanting to sleep well. Maybe you're somebody who's trying to work on more regularly getting to the gym. Maybe you go to the gym and then you change and then you go to work. Pack your gym clothes the night before and put your gym clothes, put your gym bag right outside your door or right in your living room so that when you wake up in the morning, it's already ready to go. That's a simple ecosystem change that you can make in your home environment. If we're talking about making healthy choices, whether it be food related. Maybe you put the healthy foods in your home in the most visual place that you can. So when you open the refrigerator, you see your fruits and your vegetables and your brain's going to be more likely to notice those rather than whatever you've got stuffed in the back that may not be serving your goals as well. And lastly, for me, a big one is I'm really getting into mindfulness and meditation and continuing to deepen my gratitude practice. So I recently purchased a meditation pillow that I keep in my living room right next to a sunny spot so that I notice it every day. And it reminds me that spending 10 minutes of guided meditation is something that I want to do to support myself. I keep it 
in a visual place on purpose. My gratitude journal, I leave right in my living room so that each day when I wake up, it's right there. I grab it and I fill it out. So think about how your home environment is set up, making sure it's organized, making sure the things that you want to do, the objects that are important to you are in sight so that they can be motivating. Number two is your nutritional ecosystem. This could be a whole conversation in and of itself, and we're not going to dive too deep, but we all know what kinds of foods are going to serve us best, right? Let's talk basics. We want to make sure that we are eating a high amount of protein, at least like Over 100 grams of protein per day for most people is going to be what you want to shoot for. Anywhere from like 0.7 to 1 grams per pound of body weight is a good place to shoot for. There's so many recommendations out there, but making sure you're getting enough protein is going to support you being more energized, you gaining muscle, you pursuing fitness goals, um, and just being healthier. Now, there's all kinds of debates about good foods and bad foods, right? And I think that that conversation is very individualized to each of us. But for me personally, I have discovered over time which foods are good for me and which foods, quite frankly, are bad for me. Um, Gluten is something that has given me lots of problems over the last few years. I am sad to admit it because the New Yorker inside of me misses my bagels and pizza terribly, but... I've learned that gluten being a part of my food ecosystem, my nutritional ecosystem, is not serving me well, so I get rid of it. If you're somebody who's looking to eat cleaner and potentially lose some weight or improve muscle mass, maybe you want to stop eating junk food. And instead of tempting yourself by buying Oreos and shoving them in the back of the closet, like maybe let's just not buy the Oreos. Check out your nutrition ecosystem. Figure out how you can shape that up. If you put good into your body, you're going to get good out. And no matter what your goals are, whether there are physical goals that you have set or not, having a good nutrition ecosystem is going to make you a better functioning human. I can promise you that. The third aspect of our ecosystem, and arguably the most important for me right now, is the social ecosystem. Who do you spend the most time with, both in person and online? Ask yourself that question because in today's day and age, many of us spend a lot of our time not even talking to many people because of being able to work remotely and do things at home and maybe you order your groceries so they get delivered to your door and you don't even have to like talk to the person in the grocery store. Our environment currently right now as a society isn't the most set up for social things, But each and every one of us has a social ecosystem through our technology, through our devices, through our social media. So for in-person social ecosystem, ask yourself who you're around. Some of these people, you may have control over being around them and others, maybe not so much. For example, you get to choose your friends, right? You get to decide who you're going to hit up on the weekends and be like, Hey, want to go to the gym together? Want to go grab dinner together? Want to go grab a margarita together? Like whatever it is, your friends are a big part of your ecosystem. And as I'm recording this right now, January 2023, recently having moved to Maryland, I've made some really awesome friends here. 
And these friends have taught me that you can have deep rooted relationships and deep loving friendships without even really knowing people for that long if you find people who are on similar paths to you. So these people coming into my life and being a part of my ecosystem has improved my life tremendously. When we think about the online ecosystem, social media is such an amazing tool. And for those of us who might have trouble finding people in our immediate environment who you really resonate with, who you really feel like you can be authentic with, social media is a great place to turn to find people who fulfill that for you, who check those boxes, who are in those situations. So spend some time cultivating a social media feed that excites you. A little challenge I have for you right now is to open up your phone, spend two to three minutes scrolling through Instagram, and take inventory of what it is that you see. When you scroll Instagram, are you seeing content that makes you feel inspired and motivated and wanting to comment and say, nice job, you look great, let's go? Are you seeing positive quotes that you enjoy? Are you seeing your friends doing happy, exciting things? Or are you scrolling through social media and seeing, I don't know, like your great aunt making angry Facebook posts about politics? Or are you seeing that girl from high school who you literally haven't seen in like 13 years post a picture with her boyfriend and you feel jealous? Are you seeing content that is serving you? Or are you seeing content that's distracting you and making you angry or upset or distracted or just not feeling good? Maybe this means that you unfollow some people that just don't need to be on your feed. Or if you don't want to press the unfollow button and make that, you know, big statement, um, you can always mute them. If there's something that's coming up that you're like, man, I just don't like seeing this, you can go to their page and mute them. And that's a really great tool to, again, cultivate a positive social media ecosystem. Today, I went to church with a couple of friends. Shout out to Ellie and Amy and Sydney and Mosaic Christian Church. And the pastor in his sermon was speaking about reading the Bible and encouraging everybody in church to read scripture. One of the things that he talked about was the impact that words, most specifically words that we read, have on us, have on our perception and how what we read becomes reality. And he talked about that angry Facebook post when you go on and you see somebody post something that you just don't agree with and it gets you all revved up and upset and just not feeling like you're in a good place. And on the other hand, how when you open up social media and you see something that's really awesome, like maybe you see somebody who ran their first half marathon and that makes you feel excited and inspired and comment and say, yo, that's awesome, let's go, like whatever it is, words have such an impact on us. And I loved when he made that point because it's so true and it's something that is so within our control. So ask yourself, how can you find people both in your environment and in your social media environment who are going to make you feel good and inspired and motivated and fulfilled and ultimately help you on your journey? Stated very simply, center your ecosystem around humans who are life-giving. 
people who their presence alone makes you feel excited about life. People who you speak to, whether it be in person or virtually, who you walk away from the conversation feeling like you have more energy. And on the contrary, let's try to put less energy into the people and relationships that are life-sucking, that leave you with a cloud of negativity. Do what you can to optimize your social ecosystem. Number four is your fitness ecosystem. Where do you fitness? Where do you go to get your movement in? If you're listening to this episode, you likely are somebody who enjoys exercise because it's something that I speak about a lot. Where do you do that? Do you go outside for a walk by yourself? Do you go to a gym that when you wake up in the morning and are getting ready to go to, you're like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym? Do you go to a gym where you purposefully go at times that it's really empty because you just don't want to see anybody? Maybe you're nervous about people judging you and the way that you look. Versus, are you going to a gym where you smile and wave at the other people in the gym? Are you part of a community where you are doing group classes, where everybody is enduring this shared experience of working hard and working out and working on themselves in all different ways? In this way, I think that CrossFit is so powerful in doing things so well because CrossFit gyms are not just a community in and of itself, but CrossFit as a sport, CrossFit as a programming modality is this big worldwide community of people who are training for life and training to become healthier mentally and physically. So if fitness is something that is hard for you right now, if it's something that you want to get better at, finding a way to get in a room with the right people who inspire you in fitness, who are doing the types of things that you want to do, who are walking the walk and talking the talk and can lead from the front and help you on your journey. Like those are the rooms you need to get in. I remember when I joined the gym that I go to right now, um, I'm a member at two gyms. One is a CrossFit gym and one is just a standard bodybuilding gym, both of which I'm one of the least fit people in the room. And coming from being a college athlete and coming from my gym back at home, it was a little bit of an ego check to walk into CrossFit and look around and be like, well, shit, I can't do any of these things. But that's the exact type of room, that's the exact type of ecosystem that I need to truly take my fitness to the next level. Because when I just go to like a Joe Schmo gym by myself with all these other people who don't want to be there, that's not serving me, that's not inspiring me, that's not lighting my spark. But when I go to CrossFit and I see my friends repping out 12 or 15 pull-ups unbroken, that shit lights me up. That's the ecosystem that I want to be in. And the last part I'll say about this is so many people struggle with getting in a good, positive fitness ecosystem because of intimidation. Intimidation is a real thing. I've experienced it myself as somebody who loves fitness. Just know that what it is that you're worried about the people that you think are judging you are likely not judging you and quite frankly are going to be really excited to have you there because I can guarantee you that what it is that you're feeling being intimidated by the gym is something that so many others have experienced. So ask yourself, 
How do you feel about your current fitness environment? Do you love it? Do you love posting on social media about the workout that you did? Do you love saying hey to your buddies when you walk in? Or do you try to avoid it at all costs? Check in with your fitness ecosystem. And the last point here is your spiritual ecosystem. Whatever spirituality means to you, we all have it. We all have something that we need to connect with in ourselves, whether you believe that it is a god or some kind of higher power or if it falls into a religious category or not. I cannot emphasize enough the power of alone time and silence and being with your inner self, even when it's really hard. And this is something that I'm kind of preaching to myself here too because I'm not always great at it. It's definitely something that I've avoided for a long time and I I still avoid. I find myself doing other mindless tasks in order to avoid sitting in stillness. Um, But guys, whatever it is that you're working towards, connecting with your inner self and really checking in on what your why is and what gives you life and what your purpose is and what drives you in this world, what lights your soul on fire, all of these questions and all of their answers are only really going to come to you when you connect with this spiritual side of yourself. Being alone with your inner thoughts is difficult, especially if you've been through some shit and if you have some negative beliefs or self-limiting beliefs, you're going to have to face those. But that's exactly what's going to help propel you forward. In order to become a better version of yourself, you have to let go of a past version of yourself, potentially. And in order to kind of go through that metamorphosis and embrace this new you, you'll have to spend some time, you know, letting go, which we all know is not an easy task. As you check in with your spiritual ecosystem, ask yourself, do I have a practice where I spend time by myself? That might be journaling. It might be a actual meditation practice where you're listening to something guided. It might be a walk with no podcast or music or phone call. If you are not currently spending time with yourself on the regular, start doing it. That's a big lever that you can pull to gain clarity and gain peace and experience joy in ways that only humans are capable of doing because of this spirituality that we all have and that we all should lean into. Get vulnerable with yourself. You'll learn so many things about yourself in the process and that alone will help bring you to others. So as we wrap up here, those five aspects of your ecosystem that you need to evaluate If you want to continue to move forward, especially if you are stuck, your home environment, your nutrition, your social ecosystem, your fitness ecosystem, and your spiritual ecosystem. Maybe one of those things is lacking more than the others, and that's where you're going to place your energy to start. Maybe all of them can use a little bit of work. And hopefully as you listen to this and you think about your own life, you realize damn, there are some things that I've been doing that are not serving me. And instead of blaming yourself for that, consider yourself empowered and equipped with new tools to make new decisions from here on out that will align with your values and help you progress 
towards the place that you want to be in. One last note I'll leave you with here is an Instagram post that I saw the other day that really resonated with me and this topic. It's very brief and it reads, the woman you're becoming will cost you people, relationships, spaces, and material things. Choose her over everything. They are going to quit on you. Just don't quit on yourself. Okay? Okay. (laughs) And I love that caption because it's so real. You have to choose yourself over and over and over again. And instead of getting disappointed in others and putting so much faith in the people and the situations around us that we just don't have control over, put that faith in yourself, in your spirituality, in your fitness, in your own environment that you get to call home. Put your energy into those things. Really nurture those aspects of your life and everything else will fall into place. And the people that you lose along the way, it's going to be hard. It's going to suck. But it's going to be all a part of the process of you leveling up in your life. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, I would love if you left a rating or review on your favorite platform so that I can reach more people like you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we will be back next week with another episode.